Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You know the headlines. Democrats love the environment. Republicans only care about big business. It's a it's a line and it's a headline that we hear in the media over and over and over again. But is it true or have we been having the wrong conversations across the aisle when it comes to climate change? Congressman John Curtis is going to help us think again. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Really pleased to have back on the program Congressman John Curtis from Utah's 3rd Congressional District. Congressman, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Happy to be with you, Boyd. You know, you've been involved with some some real important, really crucial, and for some, surprising conversations back in our nation's capital, especially as it relates to climate. Uh, I, I caught you last week uh, on a CNN interview where I, I think the host was a, a little surprised that uh, someone <laughs> from Utah, a Republican, uh, was actually concerned about the climate and the environment. And uh, just give us a little bit of that exchange and, and why that shouldn't be surprising. Well, the fact that it's surprising tells you we have work to do. And uh, my mission is to, to let the world know that Republicans care deeply uh, about our this earth and, and that we have terrific ideas. As a matter of fact, I think actually better ideas uh, to, to take care of this environment. And they don't, by the way, they don't cost U.S. jobs and they're actually good for the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are... Uh... <laughs> Such vital things. And it, it was just fascinating to watch that uh, interview play out because as you started to describe some of these things, uh, the uh, the host went from kind of a, one of those dog head tilt kind of things to he started nodding along of, oh, well, that's that is right. a, that, that is a good idea. Uh, and I think it is one of those that has it's turned into one of those proverbial fake fights and false choices uh, from yes. the political side. Uh, and so what can, what else can we do to kind of break that barrier to say, look, we can we can both love the environment. We can be careful stewards of the environment. And let's let's solve the problem rather than trying to score the political points. Well, I, I'll tell you what I think Republicans need to do is talk about it more. And the, the fact that we don't like to talk about it brands us as not caring. And I understand why Republicans don't like to talk about it. They, they feel like they have to embrace the Green New Deal. Right. If, if they're going to talk about it. And that just turns a lot of them off. But the reality of it is, is that I've learned you don't need to leave your conservative credentials at the door. Um, we have been leading the 
the world in, in greenhouse gas emissions reductions. We need to hold our heads up high and, and move forward with some ideas that continue down that path. Uh, as you've had those conversations and started to, to move that disco- discussion past the false choices of either you hate the environment or you have to embrace right. the Green New Deal, uh, what are some of the things uh, specifically that you're working on or some of those ideas that you think can get some traction or should get a, a good airing and a good debate uh, in Washington? Well, it's a, it's a the, the very important question, and I think the reality of it is, is if we're honest with ourselves and follow the science, we can't get to where we need to be without U.S. innovation. We have to innovate in some pretty significant ways um, because the, we just the path isn't there. So, for instance, nuclear is is one of those um, bedrock pieces uh, that we need. We need a, a new nuclear, uh, one that t- deals with uh, spent rods and some of the safety concerns. And I think U.S. innovation can lead us there. We need the ability to take carbon out of the air. There's no way uh, we can get to where we want to go if we, if we don't learn how to take carbon out of the air. U.S. innovation can lead uh, on that. Um, and um, uh, U.S. fossil fuels, believe it or not, are actually part of the answer. I think that was where we surprised the CNN reporter, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, fossil fuels are actually part of the answer uh, to, to, to lead us out of here. And uh, all of those things are, are perfectly aligned with conservatives and the way that we do things. And by the way, all of those things boost the U.S. economy and, mm. and don't take away U.S. jobs. Yeah, so important. We know uh, President Biden will be uh, heading across the pond to uh, Glasgow, Scotland, uh, this later this week uh, to talk about climate and the environment uh, just ahead of the G20 economic uh, summit. And uh, I want to kind of go back to your last point there, Congressman, that, that those things have to be connected in terms of the economy, uh, in terms of uh, not just the U.S., but global. What do you hope the president uh, says or what would be the right message in terms of some of our important allies and alliances around the world? Well, I'll tell you where he'll find uh, Republicans behind him supporting and cheering him on is holding China and Russia accountable. Uh, We're lockstep. This is this is where Republicans and Democrats should be perfectly aligned. And this is a great forum for the president to say, look, we can't do this um, alone. We, we have to have the nations that are large greenhouse gas emitters engaged and making commitments. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping the president will hold their feet to the fire and he'll find Republicans right there by his side uh, helping him out with that. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, the interesting moments on your CNN interview was uh, was of course the uh, the interviewer came full circle and said so that means you'll be voting uh, for the three point five trillion dollar <laughs> package. So it was a little bit of a leap, it seemed to me. <laughs> yeah, he, he obviously doesn't know me or know Utah. Uh, right? Um, it, that's a that's a bridge too far. And, and the reason is it's not a climate package; it's a spending mm-hmm. package on social programs. And you know, you and I don't need to into that here, but it, uh, I, I would love to, to and there are, there's thoughtful Democrats, I'd love to find them and talk to them and, and advance solutions that, that we can both agree on, and I think there's a host of those things, um, and, it's, and it's very important for our country that we have those dialogues. I think that's such critical uh, commentary there from Representative uh, John Curtis, talking about the fact that part of what the president has to do is he's got to get uh, China and Russia on board, or all of our efforts here in the U.S. in terms of climate and the environment are going to fall incredibly short. Uh, We can't do this on our own, so that's going to be an important part. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do what we like to do on the show. We're going to stay with the conversation just a little longer, stay with the question, dig a little deeper. And what those conversations, what those dialogue 
uh, need to look like, both in Congress and especially as President Biden heads off uh, to the uh, summit in Glasgow on climate and also the G20 economic uh, summit coming up as well. And so we're going to continue my conversation with Congressman John Curtis coming up next. Stay with us. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.